Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good in this world. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Dom Joseph. How are you doing, Dom? Very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Dom is the CEO and co-founder of Captify and also, as of last week, uh, a Digirati 2018 drum list. So congratulations. Ooh. Yeah, well done. Um, so also, and I didn't know this about you, a talented drummer. So tell us, tell us what, how you ended up as being a drum, different sort of drum, drum, Digirati from, from, tell us your story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. How did I end up being a drummer? So being in the drum. Well, I mean, well, I mean, media has a funny way of sucking people from all over the world and different types of backgrounds into it. But, um, uh, when I was 19, um, I signed a record deal with Polydor Universal and, and uh, uh, with a band, I'm not going to name the name of because <laughs> no, I'd rather no, everyone no, no, doesn't care. Of, <laughs> of course you've got to name the name. Uh, and uh, we, had a, we had a crazy couple of years, I mean four years we were signed. No, no, really, you have to name the name. Uh, <laughs> it's an embarrassing name or no, no, are you no, embarrassed no, no, for the... Right. It, no, it's not embarrassing at all. It's a band called Protocol. All right. And we did a couple of tours with the Killers and Bravery right. and Hardfi and Blondie and oh, uh, we cool. had a great we had, we had a great run um, at nineteen. It, yeah, it was a, it was a major deal. Yeah. Um, but you know, as with most music artists, yeah. you, you end up getting dropped. And uh, we got dro- we got dropped uh, after four years of being in studio, and they spent an awful lot of money on the album. Yeah. And we'd done all this all this touring, we made this full album in a, you know full production in a studio down in Wiltshire where we lived for a year. Yeah. Um, and you know we were living in this bubble of uh, you know ultimately it's a bubble of bullshit. It's, mm-hmm. You know we thought we were going to be. It's going to happen. We thought happen. you know the whole world revolved around <laughs> this band, and of course uh, you know it didn't. And. Yeah. Um, uh, we were uh, we were dropped after our first single. We came in at number twenty six on the charts, and we yeah. were dropped the, literally two weeks later. Wow. So um, oh. and wow. uh, um, so yeah. People came... always want drummers. Well, yes, that's true. I did actually. Could, uh, I mean, you could have. You could. It's like it's it's one of the particular things isn't yes. it, in music where everyone likes a reliable well, drummer. Yeah, you're right because there actually isn't that many around no. because drum kits are quite inconvenient things to have on a yeah. street in London. You know, yeah. so people tend not to play them that much. But um, you know, my dad was a professional drummer, um, and you know, I grew up. I grew up. You know, obviously, when you know, when your parents are like, you know, don't. You know, you don't want to copy this. You know, you're not going to do that. You, of course, you want to do the opposite to what they say, and you, yeah. of course, you want to copy what they do. So, uh, I ended up uh, ended up trying to do it, and you know, and you know, we had a we had a great run. It was a it was a really really good experience, yeah. and and you know, looking back, um, there were so many re- there were so many fantastic learnings from that. That are life lessons. That I think uh, yes, we didn't work didn't work out as a career, but. Yeah. Um, you know, working in a team with four other five four other people, where you're sort of full, you know, full lives ambitions are all together on this thing. It's yeah. an incredibly intense environment. Being on a tour bus all year, yeah. we stayed in the same studio, in, uh, room and studio, and um, and and we had to learn. You got to learn how to sort of, you know, tell your bass player when he's not playing the right thing. You got to you got to work out how to construct yeah. constructively get that across. So mm. all sorts of learnings and. And we had the privilege of playing with some brilliant musicians. We had this guy called David Clayton, who um, who played on many, who who made most of the Depeche Mode albums. He played on he's played on something like fifteen number one singles. And this guy came in to studio to work with us. And this guy, I, I, the the most accomplished uh, musician I've ever played with. And what I found, what really struck me with him was his ability to um, 
admit that he'd made a mistake which was incredibly rare with musicians mm. he'd say no sorry stop guys i've i screwed that up can we do that again and it was really a sign of confidence and, a, and your own ability and it kind of really taught me that actually that's how you should really approach it. and actually his ability to look at his own mistakes was him working out how to then improve yeah. so that little lesson so, so, so showing your weakness is the strongest thing you can do absolutely yeah, yeah. and, uh, and it i takes think a while to understand that. yeah it does you know and 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 that really stuck with me moving forward. So um, lots of learns. That have so the so the band's gone. Band's gone. But yeah. then what happens? Well, then I, then I had to get had to get some money in. You know, I was, uh, had no money. I, I ended up working at a call center in Richmond, selling uh, um, AOL broadband to people who really didn't need broadband <laughs> at the time and didn't know what it was. Pretty soulless experience, to be honest. But I had to get them. I had to get it in, and uh, and I thought the same time those CDs were in like the cinema. Is, yeah, is that the same time? I think <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I can remember turning up and you know selling this thing, and people didn't know what it was, and you know, um, uh, and I just thought I can't do this. I'm gonna have to find another, another job. So I went on Gumtree, founded a, a uh, an ad to work in advertising. Um, wow, That's as, amazing. And as an intern. Yeah, that was now. 13 years ago mm. um, and uh, started at Media Corporation Peace PLC as an intern um, ended up running the sales team there um, and then after five years I decided to, to leave and start my own company mm. Wow so your company focuses on search based targeting and it's, it's got a very singular focus right and that's impressive in this world where a lot of companies are diversifying and they're, they're trying to do lots of things and trying to be all things to all men and in fact I was with someone a couple of days ago and they were like like, what, what, what is search targeting? I'm sure we used to do that at specific media that right. we're talking about, right? And I think it's almost the reverse where actually having a singular, has a singular focus on search based, such a very specific and extreme focus on search based targeting helped build the business over the last seven years. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we, when we started the business, we started with two products, we st and, and the reason for that was um, we wanted to go with whichever one went. F mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you basically, when you start a company. Yeah, you've got to go. You've got to stay alive. So, what were the two? So we had another couple, another product called Intelligent Email, which was uh, a product that would scan the contents of an email or an attached document, and you could insert programmatically, randomly. It's actually now quite. Now we look back, it's actually quite an advanced product. We um, we'd found this uh, encryption company that had created this technology, yeah, and they offered it to us. And <laughs> they and they so you could do things like when you get a flight ticket through an email. It would scan the flight ticket and you could then realize this person is going to Barcelona and then you could then put ads in it for a car hire or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really, it was an interesting idea. It's an invasive. <laughs> it's fairly invasive, but actually there's a company now that's quite um, successful called Live Intent. Yes. That does exactly this, yeah. you know, and they've, they've managed to show Although I guess permissions now would be. Yeah, maybe. But I think, yeah, it depends on, the, I haven't really looked into it in a while, but anyway. it depends on the, yeah. what data is stored. Um, but uh, anyway, we just had immediate traction with the other one, which we which we went for, which is this search data. Um, we couldn't really believe that there was these two, you know, working with agencies for all these years, couldn't believe that there was these two separate worlds of search mm. and display. And there was really no link between the two. And every time I spoke to somebody senior at an agency, often if you spoke to an MD of an agency, they were trying to work out how to, com how to sort of bring these worlds together because these two silos are really a business challenge yeah. for a brand. Um, and so we thought, well, you know, if we can take consumers searching for things and then serve display or creative advertising to consumers, that sounds like a really yeah. decent product. If I'm going to sell a creative product, it's best to serve it to people who have actually been looking for certain things. That was kind of how I simply yeah. looked at it. 
I was 26 at the time, so it's quite a naive view. And then probably, yeah, yeah, I think so. And then, and then, and then probably realised as we started started the company how hard that was to make, make, which is why no one had done it. So, you know, that was. But then, ever since then, that specialisation that we've had uh, in the products, going back to your question, um, is absolutely key. You know, um, when we did our fundraising, we decided to double down on that one product, Mm. specialise on that, build out all the semantic technology, and that's really created a differentiated moat around what we've got you know so you know so, so you started with just you and partner yes yeah, and, two of and, us yeah and how big are you now 200 uh, just over 200 people um you know we're we're in many different countries now and um headquarters are still here in london yeah. but um us is really a, a major a major growth area for us we launched in new york a couple of years ago so we just opened in chicago and boston and we're, in, we're also in in uh, Paris and Madrid, and just opening in Italy as well. So. Amazing! So gr- great growth story. If you if you could have done anything differently at the beginning, what would it, what would it be? Um, it sounds sound like good, fast, strong growth. Intelligently, kind of. The the through. only thing that I look back and I think that there's lots of. I mean, there's a million things we've screwed up on, um, but I, I wouldn't do those differently because those are the the yeah, learnings the that mm-hmm. I think because we had built a model that wasn't dependent on one thing. We were, you know. We, we didn't screw up by going like too yeah. much in one thing that was a dead end, you yeah. know. Um, you know, you screw up on things like hiring. You know, we screwed up on, we, we chose the wrong name for the company. We had to change the company name after two years, which is, a, I didn't sleep for about a month because of that. What was it so called before? It was called Forward. And we had a, a trademark infringement with Forward, Forward Internet Group. Yeah. Um, and we had to change the name of the company and that ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to us because yeah. we had to go and think of a new name and we created the name in Captify and then we got a global trademark on Captify and then now we had our own brand. So it actually ended up becoming a really great, great thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Right, on to our questions we ask every guest. Uh, what advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? Um, I think media is just, uh, and advertising and technology, uh, it's just uh, such a land of opportunity. Uh, there's just so much great you can get from it. Amazing people, amazing options of things you can do. Mm. Um, and I think you have to go head first and, and explore those and ask lots of questions and, and surround yourself with mentors and advisors. I think not enough people actually ask people to be their mentor. That's so true. And, yeah. it, and I've only really recent, really recent, realized that recently mm. um, and I've gained so much from this that I now have you know two or three people that you know I have a, a formal relationship with them in, in a sense that it's like they've agreed to be it or you can sometimes meet someone who just says no don't worry about it but let's meet every month and I'll, I'll mm. do it yeah, anyway exactly you know? yeah you'd be, be amazed at how people with amazing experience much more senior than you are willing to give you their time and effort yeah. because actually that's their way of uh, yeah there's a there's a there's a fulfillment that they'll get from passing that yeah. through and People always think that they're not going to be available. They mm. really are available, yeah. um, and and I think that um, you know, one hundred percent. If you're in any position in any company, there's still somebody out there that can really help guide you. There's a lot of things, challenges that are going to come your way, and having somebody to ask mm. who's not your boss, who's not your mate, yeah, uh, who's not a colleague next to you, is crucial. It's somebody outside of your 
immediate yeah. world and they can give you amazing advice i yes. absolutely endorse that and i shout out to any of our media com listeners because occasionally people say to me is there a mentor scheme and yeah. you know yeah there's a mental scheme but don't wait for a scheme yeah, just your, your just fa- find someone who can spare you even half an hour for a cup of coffee yeah. um yeah, I read somewhere that don't go ask someone to be a mentor. Find a way for you to solve one of their problems well, and then spend time with them. You can do it that way, or you can just, just ask someone just for some time. Like it's yeah, I mean, I, I met a mentor, a, a, a guy called Drew Thompson, who used to be the CEO of British Airways, and you know, I couldn't have asked him for to you know, to solve his challenge. He just wanted, to, he just he just liked the energy, like the challenge I was facing, and mm. wanted to help with it, and you know, learnt a lot from him. Nice, that's great. Brilliant. Um, so my favourite question: um, If you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you, please, Dom? That's a <laughs> out there <laughs> question. Um, okay, so I say the first thing has to be a drum kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. The, my biggest love in the world. Uh, you any still particular now? brand of drum? Oh, yeah. um, well. Yes, I like a Sona drum okay. kit. Yeah, they're, they're, okay. they're fantastic. I've got one of those. Um, at home, I have an electric kit. Do you? Do um, do you and how do you find that? Uh, not as good. Not as good. No, 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 very different, actually. One of my daughter's drums, and she's we've just very, res, relatively recently gone to a proper drum kit because yeah. um, she felt that the electric drum kit wasn't... But with with boundaries around when it, it's... Yeah, when you're allowed to play. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely a drum kit. It's the only thing in the world that I could just do all day until someone tells me. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if that's oh, there, I'll go and do it. If there's one cool. over there, I'll go and play on it. Huh? Um, I oh, think drum kit, yep. Yep, the next thing would have to be a Terry's chocolate orange because oh, really? I, I literally can't get enough of that. <laughs> just milk, a milk chocolate? Terry's chocolate orange, you know. the um, Yeah, but the normal one, the classic yeah, the one, not not the... Because yes. I quite like the dark chocolate, but you... Yeah, no, uh, my, my wife has one. found chocolate orange wrappers in the glove compartment <laughs> in the car where I've secretly gone downstairs and eaten them. <laughs> so that's how bad that problem is. <laughs> the third thing would probably be a, um, you know, a year-long full funnel uh, contract from all of Mediacom's clients. <laughs> that's that's, that's not actually commonly not commonly available. <laughs> so I, we're not allowing that. We're quite strict about this. <laughs> nice try. Um, so, yeah, um, I think probably four would be uh, my Arsenal season ticket. Uh, okay, get you yeah, an Arsenal season Arsenal ticket. Fun. I mean, Andrew won't get you one, but I'll get you one. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and maybe the last one would be a, my favourite alcoholic beverage, which would probably be a twinkle. A twinkle? A twinkle? What's a twinkle? A twinkle? I've never even heard of a twinkle. <laughs> Come on, it's the ultimate like media agency drink. drink. Why is it? No, it's, <laughs> it sounds more like comic. <laughs> 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 okay. What is it? I'm sure people listening will know what it is. What is it? What is it? Uh, it's a drink at Rocker, actually. But oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. It's a, it's a great drink. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, that's is just that, four that's because just we're not allowing you the contract. No, no, we're, we're really strict about this. It's, it's <laughs> like we cannot. Um, and it can't be living, right? So it's a yeah, no. Common has to be commonly available. Commonly available. Um, I don't know. I don't uh, what kind of watch you were? You don't really care. You're not care. Me. You're not no. bothered. No. I'm not that fussed about material bits and bobs. So. Um. Oh, then. Let's have Favorite a holiday destination? You got one of those? Or, I don't know. A ticket Should to. Try fashion. To fashion, fashion. Pair of kicks or something. Uh, no, probably not. But no, I do like. Uh, I do like the South of France. So maybe South of France. A, a, okay. A, a, a train a ticket. Maybe you could go down on the train. On the that nice gentle train journey to the South of France. That'd be. Fine. Your house is in a disaster. Everyone uh, in living it is, is outside. Safe. Yeah, every, everything living is out, at pets included. But you've got an opportunity to go in and get three things. What so are these they? are three specific things. Yeah. 
Well, um, it would have to be three things that I couldn't replace. Yeah. Yes, so, of course. Um, I think the first thing would be uh, I've got a photo from when uh, well, photo from when my mum was nineteen, and that, that's oh. a very dear photo to me that I'll never never that's lose. Lovely. And sits up at home, so that, that'd that's be lovely. that. I think the second would be um, my watch, which isn't the one I'm wearing. Not that one. Um, yeah. It's the watch that I bought with my grand's inheritance money. So again, that's can probably you give us a description, or do you want to keep it's it? It's a it's a Panerai. It's a it's a sort of timeless watch. Um, she actually left me a couple of thousand pounds, and uh. I decided not to waste it on. But to um, something you remember, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. Decided to to get it for you know to, in memory of her. So it was that. And then the third thing was uh, um, I bought a, uh, a an original photo, a very famous photo of Kurt Cobain. Um, wow. Mm. Which is the one with he's got a hat on and white glasses on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I bought one of the originals um, and uh, a few years ago, a couple of years, two years ago, whilst I was living in New York, it was a moment in life, and I just thought I'm going to get it. That's cool. um, and really? there's, yeah, there's only ten in the world, so uh, I would really, Excellent. really be devastated if that got <laughs> <Yeah>. burnt. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> because I learned how to drum from listening to that stuff. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. great. That is cool. Um, favorite book. I've just read the uh, subtle art of not, not giving, giving a, a yeah. fuck, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I thought was great. Um, I don't really have a favourite book. I'm always yeah. reading, so yeah. it's. Um, Is there a book you've given away to people most? Um, or I've just really? given that one away a couple of times. Sapiens a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, Catch twenty two. Oh yeah, that we've is. had that before, haven't we? That's oh, yeah. classic. Yeah, yeah that, is, that a is crazy. Yeah, yeah, have you not read it? No. Oh no, you'd like you'd you'd like you'd like it. You All would right. really like it. Actually, it's actually there's a lot of in your way of thinking that is summed up by by uh, the author of Catch Twenty Two, Johanna. So yeah. All my all my thinking is just old. No, 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 It's your your outlook on life. It's a war. It's a it's a war book that is nothing like a yeah. It's very different. Yeah, I think you said this last yeah, time yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll it. You should put it on your list. Like, laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it absolutely is that laugh out loud. If you had to choose one person to play you in a film about your life, who would it be? I mean, you know, you could obviously choose anyone. <laughs> 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 I think probably Tom Hardy. I think he's a he's a That's cool. He's a cool. He's yeah. a cool. I think Tom Hardy could carry you off. Yeah. Do you have like? Bane, Tom Hardy, or v- Venom, Venom, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peaky got, Blinders. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I like him because he's um, yeah. he's sort of uh, found his career quite late on in mm. his yeah. his life through a bit of adversity, isn't he? So uh, not that I've had you know any adversity like he's had, but I think uh, I think it's certainly a, I liked his story. He is looks his like he goes his own his way, doesn't he? He's really seen in the creative industry. Isn't well, his dad wrote um, Taboo ah. for. Um, which certainly was uh, an absolute obsession in, in my house. Yeah. Mark just loved it. Yeah. Just the way he l- just looked part, you know, Taboo, where he just, I'm assuming you were, you were a fan. No, I don't know. Oh, you, you, you know, are you, oh, what a treat for you. Yeah. You got yeah, a good box set, BBC show. He does, he does an immensely sinister look of looking not at the person sinisterly, but looking at them and then looking just past them. And oh, yeah. it's just it just works. It's yeah. like a yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, nice me. Yep. If we were to give you a billboard, I'm going to give you a billboard. Where would you put it, and what would it say? I've got a feeling I know the answer to this. Is it going to be back to our clients again? Like <laughs> 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 contract. Yeah, yeah. Kind of though. One hundred percent. This would be. Uh, we put on every year for charity an event called Media Rocks, which we've just invented, um, and it's where yeah. agencies. Have they have their own bands? Oh, what a great idea! Yeah, it's right. all for charity. We did it's it last year. Idea. We had 
Uh, we had WaveMaker, Maxa, uh, WaveMaker, load of media, um, Group M agencies, yeah. loads of different agencies, all competing not against then, each not other. Us. Do we I don't think Medicom had a band. Yeah. That's weird. Why have we not got a band? God, there's loads of people. It's going to be in February 2019. Steve Gladys. Steve Gladys. Yeah, there's loads of them. Come on. Last year we had on the judging panel we had Ben from Mumford and Sons. Wow. We had Maz, who's a DJ for XFM. Um, and um, we had uh, 500 uh, agency people there, yeah. all you know, all partying and uh, the cool. bands competing against each other. Yeah. This year's one's even bigger, so yeah. it'd definitely be a Media Rocks billboard, right. and it would be on Charlotte Street. Fantastic. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, to finish, Dom, uh, you can't prepare for these questions. These are one question from the School of Life box, uh, okay. question, a toolkit for careers. So I would ask for you to pick one, read it out. And then answer it, please. Okay, I'd rather be admired by my child for what I've achieved rather than taken for granted for being around all the time. I'd rather be there for my kids than a distant hero. Discuss. Mm. Which one would you rather? Particularly so for you as a founder. Yeah, so would you rather be there and not be there as much in your work or would you rather do more work and be a hero? Yeah, I mean... Uh, for, uh, no, no question about this one. Uh, you know, f for me, you know, being admired, being admired by your children of what you've achieved could actually really detriment their own ability yeah. to do things. And I've seen this myself with a lot of people I know in my life, mm. where they've been living in the shadows of very successful parents, and they've mm. had everyone talking about it all the time, and it's actually really inhibited their own ability mm. to do mm. things for themselves. Mm. So I, I would absolutely hate for that to be something that that Timey, my daughter, talks about. Um, I definitely would love her to be. Uh, um, you know, proud of me for being around and who yeah. someone she knows and plays with and has been part of her growing up. Um, and and that she probably would never talk about that, but it would be just innate in her. So uh, that's my belief. Brilliant. Don Joseph, thank you so much. Thank for you time. very much.